love when I love when napalm comes together. <laughs> Is that the quote? That, that's it. You nailed it. <laughs> right again, Munchak. Right again. <laughs> <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> Welcome back to a special bonus episode of Reconsinimation. I'm John Diner. I'm David Munchak. And this is the podcast that takes a look back at some of our favorite films from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're checking out how they hold up today, but we're doing a special episode today. A year-end, year-end yeah. review, and yeah. a year-end preview if you will mm, yeah this is uh it's our first of of many uh end of year wind down check-ins so the year's winding down we've put a lot of work in we've had wonderful episodes this year shared with all of our fans and family and friends um who not, not all of those things overlap um, no. but no so there are family who are not fans and there are very true Fan, fans yeah. who are not family or so, especially after that bob roberts episode oh <laughs> yeah. zing oh boy <laughs> but uh yeah oh so yeah i think we just i think it's good for us to just check in with each other so, let's talk movies but in a different way together. yeah well yeah let's look back you know walk through kind of what we covered uh in 2020 you know this last year went exactly as we thought it was gonna go nothing really exciting or crazy happened in 2020 typical typical year standard year yeah it it was pretty much beat for beat what i predicted uh (laughs) as we closed out 2019 yeah yeah your your twitter prediction predictions for 2020 um were just accurate you had every month pegged spot on you knew just boring old 2020 yeah <laughs> same as every year i guess mm-hmm. the world <laughs> no, is what you make of it <laughs> we uh we did our best to try to make our show entertaining for for you guys listening and and gave you a break from the terrible reality that mm. was 2020 and mm. uh, a new way of of life for everybody and and just give you a couple hours to step outside of that and look back at some movies that maybe you loved, maybe you didn't love, but uh, that was this was our perspective on them. And and I had a fun time. I think we covered a really wide range of of movies uh, this past year. What, what about you, David? Oh yeah, I mean we were all over the place. And I mean, what did we do? I'm th- I think well, we, we started had... we, we started to think back way back to January. We we started with uh, '90s Winter Wonderland, That's uh, right. one of my favorites. So yeah, we had lots of snowy snow based movies. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly <laughs> snow based films. Um, which I don't think we're repeating this year, right? Uh, no, we're gonna some... we got a couple snowy things planned, yeah. you know, as we kind of towards the end of January and into February, but yeah. not a I wouldn't call it a winter wonderland, certainly not a 90s winter wonderland. <laughs> that's true, yeah, that's all very specific. So, I mean, we'll get into our preview of what's to come, but yeah, I mean, we had uh, yeah, the I like those the snowy, the snowy ones, uh, we were all over the map in terms of kind of action comedy and drama mm-hmm. um young and old people good looking <laughs> yeah, exactly. and not so good looking people happy looking grumpy people. <laughs> yeah <laughs> hanging off cliffs <laughs> yeah. yeah what do we have we started with a simple plan Simple plan uh, which was hanging. great uh, a fun look back at that movie which is not a highly discussed film anymore so yeah it, it rekindled our, our, our as always when we discuss the packs uh, exactly you know, our love for bill paxton so uh and then we dove right into sly with cliffhanger mm-hmm. um and lithgow 
So yeah, yeah. Sly, as we've noted on that, will I think I think Sly is going to be coming up again. He he seems to be making lots of regular. Yeah. Shows, so you know we we can't get enough Sly. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be. I think he's going to be the. I'll have to calculate on Making the reconsinaputer. Not a computer. Exactly. Just a reconsinaputer. Who's made the most appearances on the show? I think one more. I, I want to say it's actually it's actually Kevin Bacon right now, believe it or oh, not, with yeah. some small appearances. In the, a lot of bacon. A lot right. of bacon. Uh, but Stallone is going to cross that uh, probably very, very soon. Um, yeah. But yeah, we had what Simple Plan Cliffhanger. We did uh, Grumpy Old Men. Mm-hmm. So we swung a totally different direction from Cliffhanger to Grumpy Old Men, and then, mm-hmm. and then all the way over to the Cone Brothers with Fargo. Fargo, yeah. So, uh, what a winter wonderland it was. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, you know, I, I think we did thirty-four episodes this year. <laughs> I think. Or yeah, 30, I mean, we we had almost one a week. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. So we stayed busy and I, you know, they can't all be winners, but I mean, like I got to discover a lot of movies this year um, and explore them. And I really like love just talking like, you know, you, you expose me to avenging force. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. And you I needed mean, to be exposed to that. <laughs> Everyone yeah. does. Yeah. I mean, that that was a lot of fun to, to watch and to cover uh, and talk about. And, um, you know, so that's that's one of my top that. And, and surprisingly, I love talking about Wyatt Earp, which is not what I expected uh, for that for that kind of movie. But um, those are like those two, which came out kind of close to each other early in the year. Yeah, that was a little a little deeper in the year uh, before or we got to those. We we had ha- we had hackathon. Don't forget hackathon. Sure. We had the hackathon. Gene, Gene Hackman, we, we realized uh, had not been a part of the show and we had to change that immediately and get him caught up. So, yeah, we, we looked at uh, Hoosiers. We looked at Night Moves, uh, another kind of hidden gem of the 70s. Yeah. Uh, and we we looked at the French Connection, which is mm. one of his, uh, if not his best, one of his best. And Everyone one of his talks most about popular. it. Yeah, they all talk about French Connection. Yeah. So if you're if you're a cinephile, you've seen it. You're talking about it. You may have seen the sequels and the made-for-TV movies and Probably. animated series, <laughs> the French Connection with the, the, did you say go- the animated series. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he has got like a dragon partner. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's like one-liners. it's like that old Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, except yeah, exactly. French He's got a, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, That's where who, they, who they hasn't seen that? So yeah, I mean, what other were some of your favorites this year? Like that we covered. Um, I would say I, I think one of my my favorites was our, our look back at the rise and fall of Canon Films. Oh yeah, and E.K. Wimmer, uh, host of Laser Graves, came yeah. came on board. Uh, yeah, I mean that was your bread and butter, Canon Films. You and E.K. You took me on a journey <laughs> in describing. Um, a lot of the films that were being made, I I was not I I was always sort of allergic to canon type films, like mm. the, the cheesy sort of or just cheaply made, but not you know. But it, in watching Avenging Force and stuff, there is an earnestness to to all of it, and it was like entertaining and enter, try to entertain, do do go big, go big, make it huge. So the charm of canon sort of like I finally found it. Um, with that so I, I would have remained in my biases without that without that episode 
Uh-huh. Yeah, it was uh, it was great having EK on the show, and and like you said, he's the host of Laser Graves that we mention all the time. But uh, yeah. it was great to have him here in, in an area of expertise for him. Yeah, <laughs> he focuses on horror a lot, but he's really covers all of all all eighties movies and genres, and mm-hmm. and the action genre. A cornerstone of that was Canon Films, and. What made them become so as popular as they were? They were riding high for a little while, and then how that company disintegrated, and and yeah. uh, you know it was really like almost entirely within the '80s, a little bit beyond on either end. But mm-hmm. uh, that was their peak, and and it was cool. I you know I didn't know, I had seen the documentary when it first came out, uh, Electric Boogaloo, but it was really good to do another deep dive and see you know, as the perspective has kind of changed on those films. So, yeah, yeah. A uh, um, lot, of, lot of not so great ones in there. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I mean, it's a large collection, so you're going to have some stinkers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, and it was and it was fun to specifically pull out Avenging Force and Michael Dudikoff and take a look at what made that movie mm-hmm. uh, the great time that it is for the reasons <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was fun to look back. We did, of course, a Paxton Fest later in the year. Mm. So, so, I mean, I guess that was five Bill Paxton movies in one. Yeah. Four, five in one year? Yeah, well, we kickstarted the summer with, uh, we did Aliens, we did Near Dark, we did Navy Seals and Twister, mm-hmm. all uh, kind of through July. That was our, our month of July. Yeah, Paxton that's right. Fest. Pax Fest. Uh, yeah, of that... And it, it the surprise the surprise winner. I mean, I like those movies, but like it was so nice to watch Twister and somehow feel so comforted by it. Somehow we all came around. You, me, and Brent. I just I think we're pleasantly surprised by watching Twister and how like how charming it was or how comfortable it was. And it was like a total escapist and a throwback. And I think it. And I think we came to the conclusion that how crazy the year has been makes a movie like twister really like comfort food that you you can enjoy like yeah i did not expect to come out at the other end like i thought we were gonna like i don't know kind of rag on it a little bit i mean we made we made fun of like little moments and it's certainly worthy of like poking fun at it but sure what a what a fun time at the movies right (laughs) Yeah, it was, you know, that one of the things about that movie was that I, you know, I loved it. And we talked about this in that episode. I loved it. Then I had such a hatred for it for a long time. Maybe not hatred, but just a strong dislike for it for such a long time. And then watching it now was like, oh, my God, this is total popcorn, uh, you know, a popcorn movie. And I'm all about it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like I could I... just have fun with it and not take it so seriously and enjoy it. Yeah, if I'm, I, th- I think if I'm ever having like a really hard day and I need to watch a movie, some maybe Twister will bring me back instead of like, you know, uh, what would be one for me? Probably Back to the Future or something. Oh yeah, or Ghost, yeah. you know, standard. Th- those are my standards. But now I, I think I could throw Twister in the, la- the mix. Yeah, Twister's you know? gotten weirdly popular again. Yeah, I think people are are, are gravitating toward a simpler time. Yeah, in, uh, you know, in, in and- blockbusters. And we were taking specifically a look at Bill Paxton and his films and, and the wide range that he's covered throughout his career. And, yeah. and even a movie like Navy Seals, which mm-hmm. is 
for some reason that has become a re- one of our most popular episodes of 2020 down yeah. so people are tuning in telling people, their friends people love the navy seals and, yeah. and and he's like and what we talked about is how he's barely in the movie yeah 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 <laughs> he's there but he's useless barely says anything and they it's sort of wasted you know <laughs> yeah all that talent but i know uh fun to kind of pick apart that movie <laughs> yeah so i mean what a what a great time! Of course, we did our, our horror movies in October, our standard Shocktoberfest. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I I, I think I, I I we I think we were heavy in the eighties this year, and that's not we were a bad a little thing. 80s heavy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I mean that's where we came from. So it's like in terms of a lot of these movies came into our consciousness as we grew up in the eighties, mm-hmm. and um, you know, uh, but uh, I don't re- I have no regrets. <laughs> No regrets, yeah. goddammit. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's that's uh, that's what we're most familiar with and the easiest ones to kind of c- pull back on and, and yeah. pull the curtain on and then really take a deep dive into. You know, we did, even before October, we had EK back on to uh, look back at the Assault on Precinct 13, one of John Carpenter's early movies. And that was a fun uh, deep dive as we kind of prepped for October. And then we did... Uh, we had uh, we had half a Fred Decker marathon with hmm. Night of the Creeps and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the Monster Squad. So Monster Squad, right? In a row it was uh, you know, and, and those are episodes are doing really well for us. Nightmare on Elm Street we covered the very first one. So first one, yeah. So we've got multiple horror franchises going on. We did mm-hmm. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street one, but we did uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three earlier in the year, mm-hmm. uh, Part Four in November, and of course we have the Halloween. Uh, movies we continue to cover as we looked at Halloween three and interesting perspectives on that that I didn't I wouldn't have predicted that that David hmm. would have enjoyed the movie and Brent would have disliked it. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, we we defy your expectations every day of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so yeah i i had a great time with you uh this year and 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 brent uh being a heavier presence on the show as a you know he's basically he's he's not a guest anymore you know it's like he is he's he's the fabric he's part of the fabric of the show and he we, we couldn't get him together to come to the lot today um he's handling a lot of stuff uh in his lab but um you know we will we'll have him back very soon you'll you'll be hearing him on on many episodes to come. Brent's got a lot of assignments uh, and mm-hmm. at the Voorhees Institute. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he's uncovering lots of, of um, hidden, what would you say? Hidden <laughs> mysteries of yeah. uh, <laughs> the, the horror of, world. There's a lot of, a lot of secrets being unlocked and lots of dusty books. And uh, you know what? The, the horror doesn't take a, take a hiatus. No. So a lot of beakers, a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah. beakers and smoke coming Lots out. Lots of dry ice uh, <laughs> creating that of, that effect, you know. Yeah. Our dry uh, ice bill at the end of the year. I I have to increase the budget every year for just for the Voorhees Institute. I'm signing yeah. off on dry ice budgets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great really great to have Brent uh, join in with us more regularly and and yeah. we did try to get um some additional hosts with us. We had uh, your friend and now my friend Joe yeah, on yeah. to uh, Joe yeah, Seta Joe. to uh, look back at Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. We we I don't I don't know if we talked. Uh, I don't know. We were all over the place on that, and I had so much fun talking about 
uh, Teen Wolf with uh, with you both. It, that was I don't even think we mentioned the director. <laughs> no, we, I think did we did not. <laughs> we didn't really mention how it got made. I mean, we talked about a lot of stuff about the behind the scenes, but it was it was kind of an off kilter kind of show uh, episode, not not on our standard formula. Because I mean, it's Teen Wolf. It's there's there's so much there's so much theory in Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah. And that's really what we talked about. But a great yeah. episode there. And, yeah, and, well, and I'm really looking forward to having Joe back with us uh, as soon as we can get him scheduled down the road here. Absolutely. We'll get him in. So, um, And then the other the other big remarkable thing, we is it's it's early on in the or it's just before this episode or is was we did our first Bond film. So uh, exactly. You I, yeah. You and I taking on uh, Dr. No. Um, yeah, another behemoth episode, uh, a yeah. look back at Dr. No and the origins of Bond. And of course, uh, we also had a look back at Sean Connery's career for another bonus episode. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we lost him in 2020. And uh, yeah, it, it was uh, really interesting to start studying Bond. And, and I have a feeling we're going to be doing maybe a couple more this year. So I think so. Yeah, there's a lot of them. So yeah, we got to get through with- them. Maybe No Time to Die is coming out this year, hopefully. Hey, we'll see. April, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it's it'll probably happen. Yeah. Wonder Wonder Woman's in the theater is making money uh, as of this recording. Not a ton, but you know. Yeah. People people went to the theaters for Wonder Woman. Yeah, and we kind of wrapped up the year with our holiday films. We had we looked at Dutch for Thanksgiving. Uh, we looked at Bob Roberts relating to the election uh, this past year. And we had our holiday films, our Christmas holiday films with uh, Edward Scissorhands and then Scrooge. So, yeah, yeah, a really uh, a good way to, to end out uh, 2020 with a look at Bill Murray's Scrooge. So, yeah. So so uh, take a look back if you haven't at all those. Uh, and if you've listened to them all, thanks for joining us on that ride. But I think we well, I, I, we should talk about like, there, you know, there's movies we do for the show. But what about like our personal kind of like. Uh, the things we want to get to just in our own life, uh, movies we haven't seen in a while, maybe we've never seen movies that might be, I don't even coming out soon. I mean, should we, should we break down like our lists of movies? We, what, what would you call it? Movies we want to get to <laughs> movies yeah, for something. I don't have a catchy name for it yet. It's I, just my list. It's, it's yeah, my it's list just... of, uh, of, of exactly what you said. Movies that, I try to keep it to movies I haven't seen at all. Oh, okay. And that, or ones that are coming out this year. So uh, things I'm looking forward to for 2021. And again, not necessarily that we're going to cover all of them on the show. Uh, yeah. Some of them we might, but um, uh, of course we, we, we always consult with our friend Brent uh, on that list, but um, yeah. what do you got? So let's go through, let's say 2021, let's say, let's say 21 movies. We're looking forward to seeing or rediscovering yeah. in 2021. I had a, I thought it was a list of 2021 movies, by the way. So I'm going to have to narrow this down. Did I? Oh, I put a comma in there when I texted. <laughs> yeah, I, I was up for days. <laughs> I didn't sleep for days trying to compile the 2021 movies I want to watch this year. Well, great. Let's hit them all. <laughs> well, let me let me let me start with the top the top ones and then uh and i this is a movie i uh, mentioned to you all the time and uh i just haven't gotten to it so the color of money I, if i don't watch the color of money soon i'm gonna burst so 
Oh, it's, yeah. It's coming up. I got I don't know when we will be scheduling our next Newman episode. I know we'll, we should have one in 2021. Oh, we're going to, yeah. We, we, won't, we won't have a year go by where we don't talk about Paul Newman. Yeah. So I don't know if Color of Money will be the one since it's such later in his career. And, we, you know, we're, I don't know, we're, we're bouncing all around with his. So, uh, but I just know this is uh, that I got, I got to see it. I'm gonna watch it, and uh, and then I'm gonna tune into the Hustler whenever I can get a chance to see that. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably watch that as a double feature at some point. But Color Money is, I think, a, a great, brilliant film. I think it's a clinic, uh, a must watch. Ooh, okay. Uh, it, it's the movie Newman got an Oscar for it. Yeah, and a lot of people felt he. It was like Scorsese winning The Departed. It wasn't for that particular movie. It was sort of a for your body of work up to it's that career, point. Yeah, it's the career award. Like. Yeah, and I, th- I really do. I think that's a career, especially late in his career, a really career-defining film for him. Oh, awesome. Yeah, well then, I, I don't know why I'm dragging my heels, but in 2021, that's that's where I learn about the color of money. Nice. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start my list with uh, with Dune. Oh, the old Dune. School. The yeah, school, the original uh, Dune. Uh, yeah. So seeing the previews for the new one and and hearing all about it uh, got me thinking that I've I don't think I've ever actually seen David Lynch's Dune, and and I've, yeah. I did go through a big Lynch phase late mm-hmm. in my I guess it was in college when I discovered Twin Peaks right. and really got into Blue Velvet and and Mulholland Drive had just come out and um, but I didn't uh, I never went back and made it to Dune. And it was a movie that as a kid with the sandworms and it just looked the costumes like it looked very straight, too strange for me (laughs) at the time. And I just never turned back to it. But now I want to see. And there's so much discussion about what that movie is and why it was such a failure. And I'm very curious about it. So I'm I'm looking forward to checking that one out at some point. Yeah, I've been meaning to pick up pick up the book finally i've never read dune and then like the idea would be read dune watch the lynch version and then watch the new one that's going to come out and just see how and i know there's so many other books so many sequels to dune right like the you have to read all 80 of them before you watch the movie (laughs) okay then you won't understand the movie at all if you don't exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's cool um let's see what else i was looking at now i've seen a lot of road comedy movies and i've I feel like I, I this is one to revisit for me. So it'd be Smokey and the Bandit. I haven't seen Smokey and the Bandit since it was like on TV. Oh, wow. With commercial breaks uh, back in like, you know, 85, like more or less. I mean, if you know, but I haven't sat down and watched Smokey and the Bandit. I feel like I, I had a good time with it uh, today, but I'm not sure. I'm kind of in, I'm intrigued. I don't I don't know if it's is it is it crazy comedy? Is it is it great driving? Is it? Is it is it sexy at all? I don't even know. It's kind of all of those. I I actually picked those up and I got all three. It came on one DVD. All three, all three movies. Zoinks! Watched them all. Uh huh. First one's great. It's it's a it's just a fun time. If you're a Burt Reynolds fan, it's a must see. And I like Burt. You know the the uh, relationship between Burt and Sally Field is really is really fun and it's a it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I'm in. I'm have to borrow your copy. Okay. Well, we'll screen cool. it. We'll screen yeah, it in we'll cinema. Screen it. Seventeen. Okay. Perfect. Uh, my list. I've got. Uh, I've got one that I. Th- I know Brent's excited to talk about. Oh, what's that? But I've never actually seen it all the way through. Joe versus the vol- volcano. Oh wow! Never seen it all the way through. Never seen it. I mean, I've seen pieces of it. Uh, I remember 
you know what my friend Eamon like watched it and really liked it when we were kids and I just it was something bizarre about that movie. Yeah. Doesn't Meg Ryan play like multiple roles in it or something? And and it's hmm. yeah, I can't it's, confirm that. That's probably true. Yeah, there's just a, a lot of weird stuff going on in there, and I've never really given it a fair shake. And I'm going to this year. And All I know right. Brent's excited, so we'll We'll uh we'll put that one on the list for for 2021. So you haven't seen all the way through, so you don't know who wins, Joe or the volcano. I would think Joe. I mean, I mean, is it like a fist fight? Well, it's a volcano. I mean, and a guy. (laughs) I don't know. It's a volcano, right? I mean, what are the odds the guy can beat a volcano? I don't know. You're gonna have to tune in and find out. It is Tom Hanks, so (laughs) yeah, anything's possible. It's true. He's a Hollywood Hollywood golden legend golden god tom hanks yeah um so then for me you know if this is this is a shameful but open secret uh i haven't really seen much of close encounters of the third kind <laughs> and i have to well, it's kind of insane that i haven't seen it based on the kinds of movies i like spielberg i mean it's just like how have i not seen this so uh i'm i'm i have every intention to finally giving this a full shot yeah, that's interesting because that was such a huge movie. And I, I also came to it late. I did see it. Th- that was one of those movies that I watched many times and I fell asleep every time I watched mm-hmm. it and I could not get through it till till years later I finally mm-hmm. did. But yeah, that was it, it's interesting that 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 was you know, cuz that was what that was after Jaws and before what it was before raiders for sure but yeah before, i can't remember if it was before 1941 it was in 77 so I yeah so like, that would have been before 1941 yeah so uh yeah i don't know i don't know what it is uh so i, I kind of need to get back to, to to the basics here give that a shot so but yeah it's not like one of his really exciting movies it's not right. one you like oh oh yeah i could throw jaws in i can throw raiders in i can throw you know so many of his other movies in jurassic park and but that's not one of those that like just like oh let's watch this right yeah so yeah it's probably more of a an exploration of 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 story and stuff like that not a lot of i don't know because like if you're falling asleep to it all the time like yeah, it doesn't have that engaging thrill, but maybe, but it's probably it's a great movie, right? <laughs> like it's, yeah, well, I mean, a huge technical achievements in that movie. Just that alone, it's worth worth seeing for sure for the yeah. visual effects. Sign me up. I'm in. Um, staying kind of close to what you're talking about, hmm. more in the George Lucas category, though. Hmm. I've never seen THX one one three eight. Oh, okay. Hey. Never seen it. I feel like I I I watched it once, but I don't. I think I might have been like at a college party, not at a party, but after a party or something. Mm-hmm. So my memory is very fuzzy. That's a big party <laughs> movie. Well, not like it was like coming home from a party yeah. or something, and I had borrowed it from somebody. I don't remember. It's it's in my consciousness, but I don't really remember it. So. Well, I don't think it was like that readily available. Yeah, uh, when we were younger, and then of course, you know, with the explosion of of uh, streaming services, it's it's out there now, and yeah. and of course, you know, as Lucas's legacy has changed over the years, it's it's going to be interesting to go back and look at his pre Star everything pre Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, American Graffiti is is one thing, but this is 
it's science fiction that by George Lucas that's not Star Wars. So I'm intrigued, and Robert Duvall's in it. Donald Pleasance, love both of them. Sure. Uh, so I'm I'm really curious to see what that's all about, and it looks like it still ranks pretty high for people on on mm-hmm. you know classic sci-fi lists. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it must have. Uh, yeah, it must have still been an innovation, right? I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and I want to I want to deep dive that for sure. Oh, okay. So maybe yeah. that'll be on the show. Maybe, yeah. We'll see. We'll see where things uh, line up. Yeah. Um. Uh. Now, a movie I want to revisit, which I uh, I've I've brought this up to you many times, <laughs> and probably even on the show. Uh, Noises off. I I re- I really just remember adoring that movie, and and uh, I mean it's and it's based off a stage play, which right. it fits perfectly as a. You can tell it's. It's very stagey because it's about people putting on a play and it's just a door slamming farce. And uh, the, I don't know. I just the cast is is fantastic in the movie. Um, so I that I got I want to go back and revisit that and just love that again. So, yeah, um, I barely remember that movie. Who's who's stars in that? You got Michael Caine. You got Michael Christopher Caine, right. Reeve. You got. Uh, is it Mark Lynn Baker? Is it uh, you've got. Uh, uh what's her name uh uh mary lou henner uh mary lou henner oh um carol burnett legend uh and there's uh and then a few others and i'm not i'm I'm blanking right now was that early 90s or late 80s like 92 okay yeah i thought it was like 92 93 yeah yeah so right before christopher reeve had the uh the unfortunate accident uh that would be true yeah yeah yeah. So. Uh, cool. Well, I'm down for that. Yeah, you should check. You should check it out. So this past year, we we looked at, or actually, within the last two years, we've we've taken a look at two Walter Hill movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we looked at The Driver in 2019, and last year we looked at 48 Hours. So as we were kind of studying him, I realized, you know, there's a there's a handful of his films that the ones that I've seen I've really liked, um, but there's a few out there that I haven't seen. One of those is it's called a movie called Extreme Prejudice, hmm. and it's another Nick Nolte. So that that rough uh, voiced Nick Nolte in his eighties prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a he's like a Texas Ranger that gets together, uh, almost like a Dirty Dozen style movie of he gets these these war veterans who were were thought to have been uh, left behind or, or dead. So mm-hmm. they're sort of like on their own and he gets them together to team up and and hunt down. Uh, I, I believe it's like a drug kingpin uh, played by Powers Booth. So, mm. um, yeah, especially after looking at 48 Hours, I saw I saw, uh, you know, was reading a bit about Extreme Prejudice and hadn't thought about it in 20 years, 25 years. And I love a little Nolte, mm-hmm. especially 80s Nolte. So mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be on my list for this year. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Ooh, let me know how it goes. Or don't. <laughs> no, no, I'm, um, I'm so I'm I always sort of like lean toward um, you know, things that are gonna make me laugh. And um another one I haven't revisited, but I I remember enjoying a lot was Johnny Dangerously. And I have not oh sat down and watched Johnny Dangerously in a while. It keeps coming up, like I should I keep mentioning it to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Because <laughs> but uh I mean Michael Keaton uh doing doing what he does best, uh being funny. 
Yeah, that's, you know, Michael, first of all, we should definitely do that on the show this year. Don't yeah. let me forget. Keep reminding me. Okay. We'll just got to find a spot for it. Okay. Michael uh, Keaton was so huge in the 80s and, and er, very early 90s. It felt like he was, I mean, he, I don't know if he was like box office, one of the biggest stars. Like I wouldn't put him up there with Cruz and Schwarzenegger and, and right. Stallone and those guys, but he was definitely solid. I mean, so many great movies that he was a part of. And, and this is one of them that, and then he just, he was gone by the late nineties. He was just sort of out of the picture would pop up in very random appearances until Birdman. And then that was his, his big comeback. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he's still, you know, he's been working regularly since then, but he was gone for so long. It was another performer was it's, interesting to look back at how uh how constant he was constant yeah and and this was and this was one of his early ones right this was yeah like 84 gung-ho so. era yeah 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 so uh, pre-beetlejuice yeah absolutely so uh i want to get back to it i, I have a feeling it, it 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 like it's probably uneven or something but Pete, i mean i i don't know i it, i remember thinking it had a lot of good jokes but i was also a child so yeah, I was amused by a lot of a lot of crazy things. No, I got a bunch, a lot of friends who uh, who are into Johnny Dangerously. Yeah, so is Joe Piscopo in that? Could be. Yes. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, I yeah. think I tried to watch it a year or two ago, and I think I fell asleep pretty early, <laughs> and then I forgot to like rent it again. <laughs> like, well, that was probably you know your three a.m. movie. Yeah, I think I do. I do these dangerous rentals and watches and then uh waste them <laughs> you do dangerous rentals where the word dangerous has to be in the title somewhere so yeah yeah that's my that's my uh that's the rule yeah johnny dangerously <laughs> most dangerous game mm-hmm. dangerous liaisons mm-hmm. the list goes on and on they, on and on huge list uh, i was uh as you know i'm a big aficionado of the of the 70s film the 70s american cinema sure and I, I try to go through and, and catch up on the, the holes I have in, in, that, uh, in that list. So mm-hmm. one of them is a movie called Straight Time starring Dustin Hoffman. And Ooh. now we haven't, we haven't really looked at Dustin Hoffman at all in this show yet. But, and this, is, uh, this has been recommended to me so many times over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a heist film. It's, uh, mm-hmm. What were we looking at? When we were looking at Thief, uh, I was reading about there's a connection between Thief and Straight Time. So mm. that was when this was, you know, really popped up. And I'm like, this should really move to the front of my list. And yeah, and I think it's time. It's enough enough of my yammering. It's just time yeah. to watch Straight Time. Wow. I didn't realize we uh, we haven't covered the Hoff on no. the show. No, we're trying to trying to go through and those those some of those actors that were so big. Uh, yeah. We that haven't shown up on the show. I think Robert Redford's another one that uh, we're going to have to change that at some point. Wow. Um, we didn't cover uh, Meet the Parents. Isn't Hoffman in that? I feel he's like he's in Meet that. the Fockers. Oh, he's in Meet the Fockers. Yeah. Because he's one of the Fockers. He's one of the Fockers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, he's, Gay- he's Gaylord Fockers' dad. That's right. Uh, cool. Well, yeah, that's a great idea. I think, I, yeah, I think. Uh, well, it's probably time for him to come on the show too. So we 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 better find some some way to bring Hoffman in. Yeah. Um. Uh, another one for me to revisit 
which like, yeah, haven't seen it uh, in easily 25 years. Uh, Raising Arizona. Uh, oh, Cone. wow. Because, I mean, we've been covering Coen Brothers movies, and I realize I've seen more Coen Brothers movies than I realized, and then this is one of them, but it's like, I, there's no way I appreciated the movie back then, like, in, in the same way, um, like, an, a human adult can. <laughs> and I remember it being kind of weird at times, I'm like, and I didn't understand the language of the movie, you know? Um, so I, it'd be, be good to give myself a, a fresh look at it uh, and seeing Mr. Nick Cage uh which i just adored him in that and it was weird i couldn't separate like for me that's nick that's nicholas cage like for forever so that if i pictured him it's him in the in his mustache and white t-shirt from that movie so it was weird seeing him in other movies where he was like jacked up and like yeah just looked different and then you know then he morphed into like the nick cage we're kind of familiar with with sort of you know just a um his uh, his naked scalp and his and his weird eyeballs. Yeah, there's there's like eras of of Nicolas Cage. There's yeah. you know the from the beginning up through The Rock. That's one Nicolas Cage, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got then you've got your jacked up. You know, The Rock is a movie that really changed Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then you've got like Con Air, Con Air to National Treasure, like that Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then after that, you've got your bizarro land, Nicolas Cage, which is Mm -hmm. everything since then through today, just Mm -hmm. these weird, low budget movies that that he's just doing. It looks like whatever movie comes his way, crazy characters, crazy screaming and mannerisms and, uh, you know, body language and uh, gotta love it inflections. And he's become like almost like a parody of himself. But his early stuff, especially, uh, I mean, Raising Arizona's classic, classic Coen Brothers, uh, Cage at one of his, his best roles. Uh, that's a really fun. I've seen it so many times and I love it every time. Yeah, yeah. no, it's time to get back to it. I, I, I know I'll enjoy it again. Yeah. And then so that bring keeping it in the 80s comedy realm. Oh, uh, Eddie Murphy is a guy that I... <sighs> always felt like I'd seen every Eddie Murphy movie, mm-hmm. but I realized there's a huge one uh, as the sequel is coming out imminently coming to America. I've never actually seen it. Oh shit. <laughs> really? Never seen I've coming seen to it, America. seen it so many times. Oh wow. What a treat it, you're in for. It was, Oh my those, God. Like it was with friends. Like, you know, you'd rent a bunch of movies some nights and you rent like three or four movies and, and it was one that that happened multiple times. And that was the one we never got to. I never happened to see it on TV. And then I was, you know, I wasn't, there was, a, a, again, for a while, I wasn't really into Eddie Murphy other than rewatching like Beverly Hills Cop in 48 hours. Right. Huh. Um, wow. So yeah, th- this is, uh, this is one that's escaped me and, and I've got to see it now with the second one coming out, you know, and, and I thought a lot about Eddie Murphy last year with Dolomite uh, coming out and he was yeah. so great in that yeah. his return to Saturday night live. And then looking at him for our 48 hours episode, uh, yeah. I realized again, time, it's time to do it. It's time. Oh, wow. Good. Ooh, good. Good luck, man. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm very excited for you. Let's, <laughs> That's I'm excited for me too. Yeah, it's <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's great. Good, good for you. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Tell me all about it. Um, for me, I'm still sticking in the '80s for a little bit. Uh, revisiting something 
because I was just thinking about uh, Mr. Martin Short and uh, the films he did in the eighties, and I, I, but one I never really think about a lot, uh, Inner Space, with uh, oh, yeah. Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. And, Joe, uh, Joe Dante. Joe Dante directs. I mean, this is a killer core cast of talent here. Uh, and I think I've seen Interspace one and a half times to two times. And like probably as a rental, like the year after it got released and then on HBO or something. And that's it. Um, but I always think of Martin Short from the, the, tra- the trailer or the commercial where he's in an office and he just he can hear Dennis Quaid speaking in his ear. And he just screams like I'm possessed and the way he does it. And is it's very Martin short. And I, I can't get that out of my head. So I, I thought it'd be fun to, to go back. So it's either inner space or three amigos. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. Is, was what, I mean, I mean, maybe I'll do a double feature. Uh, why not? No, why not? Martin short at, at his best. Yeah. That's good stuff right there. So, yeah, that was uh that I loved inner space when that yeah. came, first came out on home video. I thought Dennis Quaid was super cool. Martin Short was hilarious. Um, yeah. And that was, I think, one of Meg Ryan's first leading roles. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. yeah. yeah but it's, it's, uh, it's early in her career. Joe Dante just did some really wacky movies in the 80s. He did. It was he all did. over the place, too. <laughs> the Howling, Gremlins, The Burbs, Inner Space. Um uh-huh. Uh, you know gremlins too of course but uh yeah i would love to look back at that one that's uh that's a really fun movie yeah uh well you should you should join me when i, I will well, we're gonna watch all these together of course so. yeah we're gonna screen these in our various theaters so when we did uh paxton fest over over the month of july last year of course, I was looking through his library. There's a number of his movies that uh, I haven't seen, but one that really jumped out again, it's been just sitting there on my list is uh, One False Move. Mm. It's another, it's a criminal, it's a caper movie, uh, I think co written by Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, I want to say this is like 1989, somewhere oh. in the zone. Uh, where Billy Bob Thornton, I think, is part of a trio of, of criminals, and and Paxton is the sheriff who's who's hunting him down. So, Ooh. yeah, uh, and how this would be? So this would be the first of I think three times that the, the two of those actors would work together with uh, Tombstone yeah. and then A Simple Plan years later. So, yeah, uh, I'm interested to see this movie. I've always heard good things about it, and just never gotten around to it. So that that's well, going to change. Would that be wait so what was their first collab the, that movie yes that would be yeah. no the one false move would be the first one cool there you go and then tombstone and yeah. then simple plan simple plan got it well, that sounds cool yeah I'm, i don't even know if i know that movie you're gonna know it soon <laughs> uh sticking with uh buddy kind of movies so if i'm going from inner space uh the 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 belushi and ritter classic real men uh oh where, good call what a movie I, <laughs> these two are they're just they're so perfectly playing the strength of their of their of their comedy and together in one movie oh man and also i forgot john john ritter's in noises off as well um but boy so i got two ritter films here ritter ready, ready to go but uh i remember really liking real men and i want to i want to go back to that i i don't know there's i, I keep feeling this draw for eight, 80s comedy that doesn't get enough attention for me yeah so. this was that movie was like a <clears throat> excuse me a saturday afternoon movie 
Yeah, yeah, like, it was always on. <laughs> always Saturday. It was like Saturday at three o'clock on on WPIX or it's something. Always on PIX. On PIX. <laughs> it was. Uh, I I saw it so many times there, and and it's really fun. And two guys at a really good part of their career. I'll take yeah. '80s Jim Belushi. Yeah. Right. Do I want '90s Jim Belushi or beyond? Depends. I don't think so. But depends. Yeah. Right. Maybe. There's probably a couple early nineties in there. That yeah. Might work. I don't remember. <laughs> but real, real men. That's a good call. Good, yeah. good one. Nice, yeah. nice addition there. Thank you. I'm going to go way back. Uh, I'm going to dial it way, way back. And this is a classic. The thirties. Not quite Nin- that far. 1930s. No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. We're going to the, going to the West. Oh, uh, uh, here we go. I, I was looking up. Every so often I get on these Western kicks and one movie has been again, sitting there. Forever, I've seen so many of this guy's other movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about Clint Eastwood and High Plains Drifter. Oh yeah, you know That's supposed the, to be great. The Beastie Boys song, listen to it all the time. Mm. But uh, the movie, uh, you know, especially having gone to college in Santa Fe, you know, that was when we talked about westerns. That one always came up all the time. And I've seen clips. I've seen all the movies around it. Love Outlaw, Josie Wales, and Pell Ryder, and and of course Unforgiven, and and a lot of the early uh, Eastwood westerns. But this one, which a lot of people say is his best, uh, I have not seen. So huh. yeah. So I I just didn't know you had. Uh, I I mean of course you're human, so you have gaps in your. Am I? Yeah, I thought so. Well, well, I think you're proving it every day with all the gaps in your cinema cinema uh viewing yeah i feel like you've seen them all it's it's hard it's hard to work them all in who has who has all the time who's got that time yeah especially these days right <laughs> um this is uh the next one for me it was something i almost threw on <laughs> i think it was christmas morning <laughs> so i'm looking i was up early uh i don't have children to give presents to uh so i you know i uh, that you know of that i know of yeah so i'm like maybe i should watch a movie in christmas morning and uh this one uh was one of the ones i saw in the streaming services but i didn't i couldn't couldn't quite hit the button at the time uh but working girl so i had never seen working girl i have not seen working girl either and i've been meaning to see working girl so yeah, I've been doing a lot of revisits here, but Working Girls just straight up. I don't, I have nothing, but you got Ford, you got Weaver, you got Griffith, you got Joan Cusack. <laughs> I didn't want to say the wrong. Wasn't she that. nominated for that? I think she I was think so. Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. So, I mean, this was, this was a high caliber talent. Uh, very much, probably a very good, uh, timely feminist kind of yeah. late, late eighties feminist uh, movie. Um, that I, I'm curious to see how how that movie plays today, and you know how far did, could it did it go, and all of that um, about the 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 tropes of working in business and in a man's world, and the sexism and chauvinism and all that. And uh, I'm I, I could be into this, so I'm gonna. That's it, that's it. How how is there a Harrison Ford Sigourney Weaver movie you made seen. in the '80s that <laughs> we have not seen? I know, right? It exists. I guess because there's no lasers in it. <laughs> yeah, there's no lasers. It's got to be lasers and yeah. some kind of alien. And it's going to turn out they all work at a like a laser factory, a laser company. It's like, oh my god! How do we? And miss an alien this? pops out, and they have to fight it. And <laughs> yeah, get off the ship. Yeah. 
that would be yeah, that would be great. Um, yeah. yeah, that's I would again would love to put that on the list for this year. There we go. Make them all great call. Cool. Uh, okay, so speaking of uh, sexism, yeah, just one of the guys. Oh wow, you want to go back to that? I want to. I want to go see how how. <laughs> How has that movie aged? I can't imagine it's aged well. <laughs> I can't either. But I've never seen it all the way through. I've uh, seen parts of it. Um, yeah. And I have friends that loved it. But loving it when you're, you know, 15 and in the early 90s or mid 90s is is different than how, very different from how it's going to be portrayed today. And oh, yeah. With, uh, you know, the trans world and everything. I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't believe I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta don't don't research it, just watch it. Yeah. And then uh, go see what do modern people say about this thing. Right. I, I can't imagine it's any I mean, I'm sure it's not like horrific, but it's certainly, you know, it's times have changed. So Yeah. Well, that's not... you know, so many, so many of those eighties comedies just ooh are are painful to watch. And yeah. again, I'm not saying I'm gonna go into it open minded. Yeah. No. And see how they how they did it, but I, I can't imagine it's going to go over well. But I'm going to give it a shot. Oh, all right, all right, cool. Well, let me know how that goes. I <laughs> I'm curious to watch that myself again. Um, for me, my next one something I haven't I've never seen and have always sort of wanted to, but when at the time it came out, I was too young for it, and and then you know it just probably because it, it had a violent feel to it i think in the way it was presented in uh commercials in the trailer a little more actiony and uh, uh and stuff like that but uh, apparently it's a great authentic look um at you know uh street street people drug dealers cops uh new jack city mm. directed by mario van peebles has wesley snipes and chris rock and judd nelson um mm. i want to see this movie really bad so I, and I, it's just, I never think of it. And then as I was kind of going through what, what's, you know, lists of movies that were released in various times. I'm like, Oh, new, new Jack just popped like immediately. So I yeah. had to add it to the list. Yeah. That's a great call. New Jack city. I, I, I have seen it. I don't really remember it though. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. th that was the movie that launched Wesley Snipes, right? I mean, really, really, uh, I think he, he pushed became, into a star level. Yeah. I think he became a star over this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should um, we should let's put a pin in Wesley Snipes. I think we should pre pretty soon we should take a look uh, at some Snipes stuff. Snipesathon. Snipesathon. There's so many good Snipeses. So. <laughs> um. Wow. Okay. Cool. That's uh. That's a great one. Yeah. My next one is a new movie, so Ooh. have not had the opportunity to see it because it doesn't come out until later this year. Oh. And I think it's one we're probably going to analyze the first, the first one in this series. I guess we'll call it now. Okay. Top, Top Gun Maverick. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Guilty Top pleasure. <laughs> Top Gun is back. Yeah, uh, I'm. I keep thinking about it. I'm. I'm like, I have to see that movie. I've got to <laughs> really? see it. Hopefully in theaters, but we'll see. Do you how just that think goes. of? Do you watch the trailer over and over? Oh, I was just pumped. like dream about. I can't wait. Maybe. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very up and down with Tom Cruise. Uh, there's a lot of his stuff. I, I really don't like, there's a lot of it of, especially his earlier things, his earlier films that I do like a lot. 
this, uh, I think we should definitely look at Top Gun before Maverick comes out. And, and that's a movie I've been up and down with that I loved it as a kid. Then, you know, after the Tarantino theories came out, uh, you know, I had a different perspective on it. And then I hated it and said I would never watch it again. And wow. then now, now I just, just watch it as a comedy. Wow. And it's, right. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, <laughs> I want to see, uh, are they going to mess it up? How bad are they going to mess it up? These sequels, you know? Can you mess it up? Can you mess up Top Gun? Um you well, can maybe you can probably improve on it. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, how contrived is the story going to be? You know, right. is there even a story there? Right. That's Doesn't the problem matter. with so many of these bringing these sequels back and redoing sh- TV shows and, and, you know, what's warranted and what isn't. All right. Well, cool. Well, cool. Yeah. Hopefully that movie will come out next year uh, and we can watch that. Yeah. Um, what else you got? You got any more on your list? Go. I got another got one, one more. Uh, I got one more. All right. It's uh, quite simply 70s. Haven't gotten around to it. Everyone talks about it. I'm sure it's, I'm not, I, I and, uh, you know, utopia. Uh, underneath there's a dystopia. So uh, that's kind of a cool sci fi trope that I like. So Logan's Run. Logan's oh, Run. yeah. Never seen it. Yeah. I've not either. I had that on my, my, uh, further down my list i had logan's run and silent running no shit a lot of running and the running man (laughs) uh holy cow yeah so yeah i've been meaning to get around to it and it's 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 waiting for me so i'm I'm ready for it yeah that's uh that's michael york right i believe that's michael york yeah yeah i think that's true yeah that's a good call dude good call see we're picking good movies um, and I've got one last one, a bonus one. That would be, I guess, our, our 22 21st. on our oh. list of 21. Well, how many did I do? I did 10. You did a, you're did. you doing 11. Okay. So then here we go. <laughs> you're doing 21. I don't know if you're going to be on board with this, but something I'm looking forward to is another uh-huh. new movie coming out. Uh-huh. Just for personal, not for the show. Okay. Yeah. It's The Many Saints of Newark. Very excited uh. about this. Sopranos world uh, prequel, prequel I, movie, prequel movie. HBO. Yep, that's gonna have another dual release like Wonder Woman, and uh, it'll be on HBO Max and in theaters, I believe. I believe, or maybe it's just HBO Max. But uh, yeah, uh, it's it's not. I mean, it is and isn't a Sopranos prequel. It's not just about the Sopranos. It's again, the whole thing about the Sopranos is about more than just gangsters and, and there's other sure. things going on in that. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So it's about, you know, I think it's more about the life in the, I believe it's set in either the late sixties or early seventies and, and just involving some of the characters from the Sopranos in their yeah. earlier versions of themselves. So, uh, and, and it's got one of the best Sopranos directors uh, directing it, Alan Taylor, and written by David Chase. So if if cool. if he's doing it, then then I'm I'm on board with it. Yeah, yeah. That sounds well. That's exciting for any Sopranos fan. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, when's that come out? That uh, I believe that's April or May. <clears throat> April or May. All yeah. Right. So just so we're talking springtime. Yeah, springtime. I like spring. But Easter. yeah, there's so many there's so many more movies uh, that. You know that you and I both haven't seen that we want to catch up on, and 
Uh, you know, we come up with our list uh, for the year of, of ones we want to hit. And then throughout the year, we change that over and over and over. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, we come up with new ideas. Yeah. And I think, you know, some of the ones you mentioned, it definitely, if they weren't on there already, they're going to be on the list. So well, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm coming with great ideas to help yeah. the show out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, you know, our, our show, I think, has changed over the years. And it's nice to see it growing and more and more people listening and interacting on social media. So, you know, yeah. you can you can find us at Reconcinimation Podcast on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you know, don't hesitate to drop us a line. Tell us what you thought of one of our shows, a suggestion for a new one. We're always we're open to to any and all ideas. So uh, it's been really fun over the last couple of years to you know, go down the road with you, David, and and now Brent Same. on on some of these movies, and yeah, you know, we try to pepper in big movies, but also a lot of hidden gems or forgotten films. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's not as much to say. I feel like on the bigger ones, like that hasn't been said. Well, what else are you going to say about Star Wars? What else are right. you going to say about Raiders of the Lost Ark? You know, that, that's it's kind of covered, but. Right. Uh, you know, but I'll talk about Temple of Doom. All right. You know, I, there's a little more same. meat on the bone there. So I, th- I agree with you. Yeah. Temple of Doom, maybe. <laughs> and it's hard because as we go through and we look at some of these movies that we loved as a kid to see it from today's perspective. And yeah. Ooh, you know, yeah, like, ooh, boy. Yeah. yeah we, we talked uh, on our Dutch episode. We talked a lot about John Hughes and, and right. you know, that's one that's really changed over time. Um, there's yeah. a, there's a lot to discuss there, but yeah. so you know whatever whatever we end up doing this year, I'm real excited to keep keep it going. We're gonna try to pump out as many episodes as we can with our busy schedule at Reconcinima Studios. And mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us in 2020 and taking a look back with us. And we're looking ahead at 2021. We hope everyone had a great holiday season and you have a safe and happy new year. And we will see you in the new year. Bye now. <laughs>